Hello, welcome there, people. Welcome to another episode of the Struggling Hunters. You got me, Joe, and on the other side, you got Eric. <laughs> thanks. Uh, <laughs> again, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to us. Uh, thanks for, uh, I guess, donating your time, uh, carving out a chunk of your day to, to listen to us. We appreciate that very much. Um, Appreciate your interactions that you've been giving us on Facebook and Instagram. We've picked up a little bit more there, which has been kind of fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, anyway, so kind of catch up a little bit. Uh, my late season mule deer hunting here in Utah is done. I wish I would have got something, didn't get anything, but I did catch a lot of good memories this year. <laughs> a lot of, a lot of, learning experiences but uh on to the next and, and more prep uh but as far as hunting i haven't been doing anything too much particular lately just relaxing this last weekend wax the old truck <laughs> try to take out some scratches that i put into it <laughs> getting down going down a couple there one stretch of dirt road that uh, I took my explorer down and I didn't really scratch it up all that much so I was like oh yeah truck's a little wider than the explorer but uh, I got some uh, good rocky mountain pinstriping going down the side <laughs> of my truck <laughs> uh, that's the joys of hunting huh yeah that, that's oh so like kind of along that note I'm probably going to, I'll segue here just a little bit, but I think I want, so there I, got, I want to pick up a little, somewhat of an ATV, <laughs> something that I can put in the back of the truck or trailer and then park the truck and then drive around all the dirt roads without driving my truck around. And I got a couple ideas. I got a four wheeler I can pick up. And then I, I don't know. Are you familiar with the, the taco bikes? Um, they're like a, a seventies, like, you know, early through the seventies and early eighties, like a tube frame bike. And they're, uh, you know, they're like a little 50 little pit bike, but you know, before like the, the little fifties became what they are today, they're just, you know, tubed frame and kind of five horsepower engine on them, you know, like nothing too spectacular, but anyways, I got an engine for, this little three-wheeler sand buggy thing that I got. And uh, and I haven't got that running yet. But that engine, I believe, will fit on one of these little, like, uh, taco bikes. And I figure I can, if I can find an old one that needs a new motor. The nice thing about that is that it doesn't take up much room in the truck. So, you know, and anyways, I thought that would be maybe a – sorry, a little segue there, but – want to throw that out there while I was thinking about it for a next year preparation so that way I can keep my truck from getting scratched up <laughs> it's not a bad idea I've uh I've actually had the same idea for the four-wheeler at least is trying to find a cheaper old four-wheeler somewhere right and uh that's like the one thing though is like as I've been thinking about it is you know, it'll be nice to be able to because you always want to you get that that midday or you know you're you're not doing as hot as you think you're gonna you're doing in a particular area so you want to go to a new area and yeah you know like you're kind of 
out there ways and you're burning the gas up in your truck and you can't really drive forever out there but you know one of the other the other idea behind that is you know you kind of gives you opportunity to hit other places yeah i had that same thought this year whenever i was hunting by myself and uh i was taking my pickup out or i i went hunting in the morning then i came back and uh jumped in my pit and was driving a little ways and and uh the the road was muddy enough it was right after that snow and the snow was melting i kind of got yeah. a little nervous i was like i don't want to get this thing stuck so i i turned around so long story short i was really thinking about the four-wheeler because i was like you know if i had a four-wheeler i i wouldn't worry about it so much about getting stuck or anything and and uh I'd be able to kind of zip around a little, little quicker to where I want to go and explore new, new territory. And I feel like with the pickup, you kind of do have limitations with that. So I, I would, I've been kind of thinking the same thing. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where that goes. I, I got so much stuff. I want to get this next year. I don't know if the four wheeler is really in the budget, but I definitely. Been right. Like I said, it. I got one that I can just go, I just need to pick it up, license it, and I think put a battery in it and run some good fuel through it and grease it up, and then I'll be ready to go with that. All right, I got my little three-wheeler thing here. I it's a, like it's a, it's not a three-wheeler like you think, you know, like a, a Honda three-wheeler. It's more, it's, a, it's you know, those uh, Volkswagen, like three-wheeler, looking thing like yeah the volkswagen motor in the back two wheels and then it goes up into a like a three-wheel cart thing i don't know if they like a buggy like a yeah like like a buggy but it's three wheels oh really yeah it's it's a motorcycle anyways that's like what this thing is like you sit down low in it like you would like a like a go-kart you know You're, you're not sitting on top of it you're actually sitting in a chair but hmm that's interesting. Yeah, it's kind of kind of fun. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyways, I guess we'll go ahead and dive in to a little bit of a. I guess our main topic of discussion for today is uh, mostly Eric came across and he shared it with me. This uh, this article was it through the Meat Eater? Yeah, it was through the the Meat Eaters uh, website. I get I get emails from them about topics that they're that they're talking about and uh i guess i could just kind of start it off so the meat eater uh website they they made an article about uh deer scat and this is something that's got me for a lot of years too and um a lot of a lot of people think that deer scat like if it comes in a big clump you know it's more than likely a buck and i've i've was told that as a young guy i'm sure you were i think a lot of people were and no, like uh, i'll admit that as i've you know grown up through my hunting and it's not that i've actually ever seen a you know a deer poop or a buck poop and run up to it and all right let's let's look at this you know like <laughs> you know it's always oh here's a herd of deer moving through oh these ones are bigger that's for sure a buck and oh he's big <laughs> yeah yeah and and that's kind of that's kind of what this article is talking about is basically uh getting rid of the old the old uh myths about about things like that and 
and uh basically yeah it's not really true i mean uh uh if if it comes in a clump let me let me try to make sure i get it right Because they said there's a couple different, like, uh, I, what'd you call it, a category? A couple different styles of poop. Yeah, they have. Yeah, they have the. They have the, uh, like a like the more firmer. Um. Or when it's individual droppings, similar to a rabbit, um, it's from firmer foods like leaves, twigs, acorns, and grain. And the more like lumpy, smooth droppings uh, come from deer that are eating softer foods like grasses, fruits, clover, and alfalfa. So, so it doesn't really matter. It doesn't determine sex. It just determines what they're eating more than more than anything. Uh, there was a study that was made, and they did say that like a mature buck will have a little bit larger of a scat or, or diameter or, uh, droppings or of drop. a diameter, but they it, it, like, you can't really tell that necessarily by the naked eye. Like if you walk up on it as a hunter, you're not going to be like, Oh yeah, that's a big one. Like a buck. Like, yeah. It, so, it's, so I feel like we need to have one of us out there with our, like our little inspector gadget, a magnifying glass and a like a little feeler feeler gauge thing just you know like okay there's yeah yeah <laughs> this one's a bit bigger than the rest of them there's, yeah. a there's a buck around here yeah so i mean it's kind of a it's kind of a shame it's it's funny because i i mean i was told that myth years and years ago and and uh i mean i always went by you know see a see a big clump of scat i was like oh there's a buck in here you know somewhere and uh come to find out it really doesn't matter doesn't really right. mean much so so i get before we get going too much further i want to i mean that, that's pretty much the extent of the article but you know at the same but i don't want to so it, it seems like we're saying don't really pay attention to the poop <laughs> um but there is a you know there, there is a takeaway and every said them both in the while he was talking about what forms the different the different categories the different styles of poop you know it is what they're eating what they're uh what they're carbo loading on yeah so you know by paying attention to how that poop looks or how it's how that scat is formed or how it's sticking together how it's not sticking together will kind of tell you um what they're eating at the time so that might help you find them yeah it might help you identify where to where to look to you know i mean uh yeah i mean if you're around a bunch of uh acorns or i mean you know you might be able to find i guess what i'm trying to say is you might be able to kind of get an idea where they might be bedding at True. you know because they'd be close to close to their food um or by finding the vegetation, you might be able to find where they're bedding at. And um, I don't know. It, it's an interesting, it was an interesting article. I've kind of been hearing it over the last, I'd say probably a year or two. I've kind of heard 
uh, it might've been from the mediator guys. Cause I, I listen to them all the time. So, uh, they, they might've been saying it for a while, but I did, I just got this article in and, uh, on, on my email. And so I read it and I was like, Oh, that's interesting. Cause I always, I've always thought the other way. And I think a lot of people do, I'm sure, I'm sure people that don't read this article will probably be like, will probably call me a liar, but, uh, I mean, it's what they're saying. And, and I don't know. I mean, I guess I kind of believe it. They, they put in the research for it. So. Right. And you know, like I, and I, I'll, I'll say, I believe it. Um, partly because I haven't really, like I said, gone out and like watched a buck poop and really paid attention to it. I've always come through an area and then like, I'll, I'll go up as much as to even say like a smaller <laughs> elk scat. I'll be like, Oh, it could be a buck. You know, it's, you know, it's more likely an elk, but like, Oh, it's bigger. It's gotta be maybe a, a buck. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've probably made that same mistake myself. So yeah, it's, it's interesting um, way of looking at it though, for sure. But uh, real quick, I just got to say, I I'm pretty excited about this and uh, kind of what I was going to do is, is put a link in the description on the podcast and the YouTube channel, but I got the, uh, the meat eater guide to wilderness and uh, survival yeah. skills, skills and survival. Uh, they just released this book like a week ago or a few days ago. And, um, so to help those guys out, I wanted to, you know, put a link in the description. So, so people could go and get their book, um, and help them get more sales, I guess. Also the link will be an Amazon link. So it kind of helps us out. We get like a small commission off of it. If you buy through our, through our uh, podcast. So it kind of helps our podcast grow. And, um, I don't know, you know, uh, for me, I'll tell you, uh, I really like meat eater guys. Um, Steve Rinella, I've, I mean, he's kind of, he's kind of an inspiration for me to be doing a podcast. I, I mean, I love he's, he's articulate, you know, he's like a real articulate guy, the way he speaks, the way he kind of makes sense of, of a lot of things. Uh, really a big fan of, of, the meat eater crew. And, um, because of that, you know, like I said, I just, I really like what they have to say and I inspire to be, you know, like, like them, I guess, or that's kind of my, my thing. So, so yeah, if you guys are interested in getting the book, you know, get the, uh, meat eater guide to wilderness skills and survival. I think it's a pretty good book. I'm excited to read it. I just literally just got it like yesterday in the mail. So I didn't even know if I was going to be able to talk about it on the podcast, but I got it in the mail. I haven't really had a chance to read too much of it. Just a few pages. Um, pretty excited about it though. The thing that I like about the book or the, you know, is, is I want to get better about my skills and survival out there. And so reading that, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that I'll come across things that I'll be like, huh, I never, never thought about trying that or, you know, something like that. And, taking it to hunt camp and trying it out. 
but I also think like, I like to bring a book and I don't always, I don't always read as much as I want to, but I try to always bring a book to hunting camp for that reason, just so I can uh, kind of have something to read and, and, and uh, go over at night whenever there's nothing else going on. And so I figure I'll probably take that out to hunt camp and read that. And, and, uh, and also, I don't know, maybe one day it'll come in useful if I ever get lost out there or something. <laughs> yeah, no. So like kind of along those lines, like I was going to ask you, you know, kind of two questions and you kind of, kind of answered them. I was going to ask you, you know, what, what do you expect to get gain from the book as a wilderness survival person, as you know, wilderness survival? And then what you, what would you, you expect to gain from the book as far as a hunter goes but you know you you pretty much answered those questions <laughs> yeah i i uh but i wasn't you know like and then like i just thought well i'll just throw in my two cents and then like that all that would be is you know becoming we've talked about becoming better woodsmen and i think you know, that could be kind of a huge benefit in learning those wilderness skills and understanding, you know, where to find certain things. So, you know, like that, you know, that's going to help you, you know, maybe look for food differently, like that elk or deer is going to eat than you normally would. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I mean, I agree a hundred percent. I just think that, uh, I mean, there's probably like things in there, like the pocket knife that I carry or, you know, I might change that up because they might have a different kind of pocket knife that has a reasoning for, well, I'll be honest. I usually just carry my buck knife and, and my, um, my javelina um, skinning knife. And, but I, I mean, I say that cause I see a picture of a, of a little knife there carving uh, up something. And I'm like, well, maybe they're, I haven't read it much, so I don't know. Uh, what's in there but I you know they might have like a certain pocket knife that you might want to carry for survival stuff and so just things like that to think about whenever you're out there and and uh, being more comfortable out there with the with the uh, the woods I I just listened to their podcast they were talking about the book and that's the whole reason I went down the rabbit hole to buy the book but uh, they were talking about it and just that was one thing that they were saying is you know I mean, this book is pretty much for anybody, even somebody that don't really hunt, you could get that book and uh, go through it and just have more confidence out there in the wild. That's a good point too. Like, you know, I'd I'd say we've discussed this in earlier podcasts, but you know, part of the, part of the thing about being in the woods is kind of in a way for me at times is being scared of the woods yeah and what i mean by that is you know getting hurt getting stranded um getting lost you know uh running out of food and being lost and so you kind of you know luckily i haven't really been in any of those situations but they you never know when they when they're gonna occur you know and uh so if you're you know new to hunting and want to have the confidence of being out out in the woods you know there's one thing you could do is 
pick up that book and pick up those skills or get an, gain an understanding how to pick up those skills. Yeah. Uh, to add into what you're just saying, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of my outdoor skills kind of came from what I, I, I never, I never really thought about a little bit of ego, I guess, as I get older though, I, I, I feel like I have less ego in some things, but as a young man, my ego was like, oh, I'm, I'm an outdoorsman. You know, I don't need to read all that stuff. And uh, as I get older though, I'm like, there's so much that I don't know, but growing up, you know, I learned a lot about the outdoors, what, what my mentors taught me, but I, I feel like that kind of a book like that. I mean, it's just, it's full of information to help you survive. And, and I think about it, especially like whenever, you know, me and you both, we've, we hunted a lot by, I mean, you hunted way more than I did by yourself, but, but we both hunted up, you know, a fair amount this year by ourselves. And, and uh, I think something like that is, is, you know, just to have those, those ideas and, and in the back of your mind, um, like you brought it up. I, I know that there's a medical section in there. Uh, just off of what they said in the podcast, there's a medical section in there about, you know, if you do end up cutting yourself or twisting an ankle or um, I don't know how, what you can do about twisting it. I mean, if you twist an ankle, you're just probably going to have to limp back as best you can back to camp or whatever, but, but um, they have, they have that in there, a whole medical section. And uh, I just think it's good information to learn, you know, and, and the more people that are going out in the woods today, I, I mean, I think it's a great thing. I know that, and, and they alluded to this too. I know that there's a lot of other survival books out there and stuff and, and they have some stuff in there that they put their own twist on and, and they, they admitted to that um, kind of paraphrasing what they said, but, but uh, I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm excited to read it. I'm excited to go through it. And like I said, I mean, by next hunting camp, I'll probably have a few extra tools in my, in my arsenal for survival and see where it kind of goes. But I think it's a good, uh, good little guide to have. I mean, even, even maybe as much so as finding a glass and spot, you know, and it kind of, kind of little bit of dead time or whatever, you might open it up and just kind of refresh your memory on some, on some things or, or whatever the case may be, but I, I think it'd be a fun read, you know, especially for what we do and, and how we're trying to get better. And, and that's the thing too, is, is, uh, is I have this, I have this desire to try to be a better woodsman and, and try to be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Try to, I want to kind of go on, on more journeys in the woods and, and, and kind of, you know, really, really get in touch with the, with the outdoors, I guess you could say. And so I feel like, I feel like a book like that just kind of help you really, uh, really kind of hone in on some skills. And, and, and the biggest thing is, is, I mean, even if you're a, just an avid hiker, I mean, you know, it's not all about hunting, but even if you're an avid hiker, um, to be able to, uh, uh, just have those skills and, and give yourself more confidence about being in the outdoors, knowing that you could take care of yourself or maybe a buddy if they, if, if somebody gets hurt or, or if you get lost, you know, you'll know what to do. And, 
yeah i don't know um that's kind of there was something else that i was gonna say but i kind of i forgot i forgot what i what what it was um but yeah i mean but yeah so like you know i I think at the end of the day you know gaining that confidence in being in the outdoors being in the woods being in the back country you know it's just going to make for a more enjoyable time too while you're out there yeah like you said taking care of yourself taking care of your buddy you know understanding what to do in a situation hopefully you know you have the the right mind and not in too much panic and do the right thing not getting yourself into more more pain or hurt worse but yeah like yeah i couldn't it wouldn't it won't it will not not hurt it it only benefits you to understand a little bit more about being being out there in the woods yeah i i i do have one thing to say or i kind of remember what i was going to say now so you watch that show alone right Uh uh-huh and you know how um this is where I knew that I needed more, more knowledge about the outdoors. I mean, this doesn't really, it kind of relates to the book, but it definitely planted a seed in my head. Those guys that make those fish nets so the fish can get stuck in there. I don't know if that's in this book necessarily, but whenever I saw that on a loan, I'm like, how do they make those nets? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's a good idea. Yeah. It didn't always work for every every person, but it worked for some of them. And I'm like, I don't know how to make that kind of net. True. Uh, the only thing, I mean, the only thing I could do is just how I'd even, yeah, anyways, guess is just get a bunch of strings and just start tying little knots. But <laughs> it's a lot of patience. But I guess, you know, you want to feed yourself, so you're doing everything you can. Yeah. Uh yeah but things like that i mean it just it, it's kind of like i hope that i never need to use it but it'd be nice to to know just yeah. in case i ever did need to use it might even be nice to practice a few times and try to make one but i mean whenever you're making those nets i mean how big do you make the holes you know right that's that's what i was just thinking too like you know you kind of got to know hopefully i mean you know i would base it off the size of the stream so like you know a river a big river is going to have probably decent sized fish so you know not a big hole but not a small small square and then like get starting down into streams and (laughs) creeks i don't know that they're really you know a size size between that but then you know like lakes or whatnot you know like on sure high mountain lakes aren't going to have the biggest fish so you anyways yeah like you know the size so it's kind of like you know a goldfish is only as big as its uh aquarium but kind of you know that's the only thing i'd without reading anything how i'd base it you know if it's a little stream you're going to have little fish (laughs) so (laughs) <laughs> yeah i got a, i got a story about goldfish um so whenever i was a young man i i worked at the the sanitation for for a little while and uh one of the places that we went was uh to the uh 
I can't think of the proper name. I want to just call it the poop plant where, uh, <laughs> where everybody's. So anyway, long story short though, uh, the facility, they had these, these, you know, the, these little water sections where things get filtered, you know, the human scat gets filtered yeah. through. <laughs> and, uh, anyways, the, the guy that worked there, he threw a couple goldfish in there. And these, these areas were pretty good or these pool pools or whatever you want to call them. Um, they're fairly big size and man, I swear those, those goldfish were like 10 inches long at least uh, biggest goldfish. I mean, the, you know, all the goldfish I ever seen was, was like, you know, what, two to three inches or something like that. Yeah. And these goldfish were huge. They look so weird, but, huh. uh, Anyways, yeah, so that's a little story about goldfish. And what you said were what you said was accurate is they they grow to their aquarium size. Huh. Interesting. So, yeah. 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 It was quite the it was quite the quite the deal. <laughs> huh. That's kind of cool. But yeah. anyway, that's what I'd have to base it off of if I was making a net what size of fish you wanted yeah or what how big to make the the net was according to how big the the home of the fish is yeah yeah it's just kind of interesting stuff that that show alone like that that really brought me a lot of uh a lot of thoughts to my to my mind as far as i'm like i don't know if i could do it man i'd like you know like I said, my ego says that I could do it, but then like reality, I'm like, I don't know if my, I don't know if I could do it that long. Right. I think I could last longer than three days. You know, some of those people, they can, they, they, they quit after three or four days. I think I could last a couple of weeks, but right. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much longer after that. I guess it depends on how much food I'm getting too. I'm sure, I'm sure if I don't eat for three or four days, I'd probably, be pretty miserable wanting to quit right but i don't know if i got a moose that'd probably probably yeah. help me stay in the game for a while for a long while <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're getting good though or the last season i watched man they're out there forever because it was like 45 days 50 days or something then I mean, they're getting all the way up to like 80, 90. I, I can't remember exactly, but I remember it was like 80, 90 days or something in the last couple of seasons. I'm like, man, they're getting, they're starting to really stretch it out. Huh. Interesting. Did you see that one where the, the one guy was eating a bunch of mice out there? Well, yeah, that was, yeah, I've seen one where he was catching up all the, catching like, using little deadfalls and squishing mice and, and traps and stuff. Yeah. I don't know if it's the same one, but I did see one where he was eating a bunch of mice. Yeah. I don't know if there was a couple of them that did it, but that guy, man, more power to him. <laughs> I'd have to quit if, if it got down to that. I don't know what it is, but I don't care if they're woods mice or whatever you call them out. But right. I yeah. couldn't do it. I'd have to draw yep. the line there. True. <laughs> True. But 
Anyway, yeah, that's all I got for tonight, Joe. You got anything else? No, don't. I don't think I have anything. I don't have anything else. Kind of went over everything. I kind of had a bullet pointed for tonight. Well, I guess the last thing, guys, we kind of went on about the book a little bit more than I even thought we would. Um, so just as a reminder, we'll put a link in the in the description below so you guys can easily go and click over to it to to buy it if it's something that you wanted to buy. Um, and that's all I got. Yeah, I'm good. Sounds good. Well, guys, thanks for uh, listening to the Struggling Hunters and – We'll catch you on the next one. See you guys. Have a good one.